You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Growlix Nights, the Growlix Podcast live show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. Hey, it's been a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. What's going on, everybody? And by everybody, I mean us. Hey, you <laughs> two. Hey, we had time off for good behavior. That yeah. doesn't happen ever. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, we got a viewer. What's going on, viewer? Yeah, we're only going out to Facebook this week. Uh, you, We've got the StreamYard branding. Listen. Got this duck, this money duck up here. <laughs> Sometimes it is a money duck. Sometimes you gotta you gotta scale back. You know what I'm saying? So, first off, hey you two there. How are you guys doing? I'm all right. I'm doing all right. Doing all right. And out there, watch people watching. What have you been watching other than us? Time off for bad behavior. Paul says. <laughs> Jasper says, and I'm that guy. I'm not sure which guy, but he's definitely that guy. That guy. He's uh-huh. definitely that guy. I would agree. <laughs> uh, so tonight we haven't been, we've been busy, which is hence the reason we haven't, like our streams have been, well, we've only done a couple this month so far, but, uh, but we've watched a few things that we're going to talk about, some kind of exciting things that we're going to, uh, that I want to talk about anyway, the couple of things I watched. And then no, uh, nothing you're expecting either. <laughs> right. Like there's all sorts of things that have dropped that people are probably gonna be like, Hey Kiefer, what do you think about that new He-Man show? And it's like, I haven't seen it. Oh, the mm. new, the new one, the, the new, that's new not one. for us. That's right. actually not for us as opposed to one that was for us. Yep. Okay. Paul says, Oh, well I have been watching Wu-Tang. Okay. Wu-Tang, He-Man and Turner and Hooch. I've had a full plate. I'm I've, that is, I'm current on, Wu-Tang. That's the, like, one show I'm current on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched the new episode yesterday, and uh, it's good. I'll, I'll let that derail me for half a second. Something that I noticed this season that I didn't notice the first season, the actor that plays the RZA, like, he does the voice in this, this very specific way, and it's it almost seemed like, I'm like, why did he start doing that? Like, what is that? It sounds, it's weird. It's a weird choice, right? I was watching a hot ones, by the way. Thank you, Jesse, for turning me on to that show. Yeah. I've been, uh, that's, that's my now go to to like, let's put something on in the background. It's hot ones. Did you watch the Gordon Ramsay one? No, no, oh, I haven't. have to. It's so good. Is it? So good. Yes. I, <laughs> yes. I mean, like, he's entertaining anyways, but like, you know, as they get to the end, you know, kind of thing, mm-hmm. it's like, he just, he just starts swearing. And Gordon Ramsay is a delight when he starts swearing. Uh, yes, the voice is derailing occasionally. I, I'm not sure what you mean. You were talking about Wu Chang, the uh, oh the yeah, RZA voice. So I was watching Hot Ones with RZA and some other guy. At the time, they were promoting uh, an album the two of them had d- done together. It's uh, not a Wu Tang related thing. I had meant to check it out too. I was curious, but the dude in the show definitely does it too much a little bit but i was listening to the rizza talk and i was like wait the rizza does kind of talk like that not all the time but he's just got this way of 
the way he's it sounds the guy in the actor sounds like he's doing bad narration bad voiceover narration Mm -hmm. but then listening to rizza a little bit he he falls into that cadence sometimes so i'm like okay i guess the guy on on wu-tang and american it was an american saga american epic whatever it is uh isn't totally off base there so mm-hmm. um <laughs> jasper says a show with hot questions and even hotter wings I, I do love that show. I'd never yeah. even heard of it. And it's huge. Like, the, I look, oh, yeah. you look through the videos and the views on it. I'm like, oh my God, everybody knows this show. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard it till and you mentioned it. They've got some big guests, too. Oh, like, yeah. 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 Uh, the Adris Alba one is a, a lot of fun when he, he's like, come up with the show. You know how to fight? It was so good. <laughs> anyway, that's not what we're talking it's a Gary, about. Have you seen the Gary Vaynerchuk one? That one's so bizarre, no. too. No. Yeah. That one's crazy. We saw Aubrey Plaza snort some milk. Yeah. <laughs> She's always amazing. And she was proper, proper in proper form on that episode. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones. I've, I've, I think I've run through a lot of the people that I was most curious about. And now I'm hitting like, I guess some of the internet celebrities and the people I, I'm not that familiar with. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to say I don't know a few internet celebrities. I mean, no of. I don't know any of them right. personally. But <laughs> do they got PewDiePie jokes? <laughs> That's a reference I haven't made in a while. No, no PewDiePie. I wonder why. Huh? Weird. Weird. They wouldn't have him on. It. Yeah, it is definite. Man, I don't know. I'm getting old because there is definitely like at this point, and it started I think maybe a little bit with PewDiePie, seeing like knowing the name. And seeing him uh, like parodied and then even show up on South Park. And I was like, huh, okay. This Pootie Pie guy, he yells at video games. Okay. Um, and then there was a small stint where I finally like was watching it for a little bit. Shortly before he got in trouble for dropping the N bomb like twice. Um, but I was pretty much done watching him by then anyway. And, uh, but he's even like not even current gen. He's old. He's old. Yeah, he's internet old. generation. He's old internet now. at this point. Yeah. He's like, he's like the internet moves fast. Okay. Yeah. He's like, uh, I don't he's, know what he's, boy, he's maybe 30 tops. He's, he's like, like super young, but he's old. He's like golden age, uh, yeah. internet celebrity. And now people are like into the eighties of the internet celebrityness or something. Right. Like, right. It's been generations of celebrities since him. <laughs> it's how the internet does. Mm. It does. It moves really fast. What I was that, thinking, what, what's her name? Camilio. She's she's gonna be old for TikTok pretty soon here. I don't even know. She probably is. is. She probably is old for TikTok now. Like there's probably new TikTokers that are like, who? It happens so fast. Mm-hmm. It's so fast. I mean, it's okay though, if like <laughs> if they're kind of disposable personality, then that's fine i think if you have something good to offer you stick around for a while but maybe i'm wrong or you just eventually drop a slur and get canceled seems to be (laughs) a way a lot of them go yep live long enough to see yourself become the villain (laughs) (laughs) that's right i mean especially with streaming right like you can only stream for so long before a little bit of the too real you comes out i guess that's not that's not our problem 
we could stream forever and we'd always be fine. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think my real me tries to slip out a little bit every time. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. Our uh, problem is uh, <laughs> like alternate universe doppelgangers. Yeah. Yeah. They're the ones that I are. Mean, that's a problem. problem. That's yeah. some real problems right there. Um, let's see. I do want to catch up on something Paul was saying. He-Man. He-Man is actually kind of epic. Uh, he'll say, let's see, blah, blah, blah. It's a perfect mix of OG He-Man for kids and adult occasional and a, occasional adult humor. And the animation is on point. Okay. I'll leave it alone now. Are we talking, we're talking about that new He-Man that definitely looks like it's for kids. Right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. the techno He-Man, which when you were reading it, I don't know why, but I thought you were going to say something about the occult and I'm like, really? They got the occult and He-Man. Wow. But that's oh, probably OG He-Man, the occult <laughs> He-Man. The techno cult. Yeah, I want more of that. I want I want Triclops to just have his own series. Revelation when does, Triclops. When does part two of Don't know the He Man? I, I was listening to um Fat Man Beyond too, uh, but it's all basically like talking about stuff like Clerks Three, because that's what he's in the midst of doing. Right. And then um like he's kind of kind of moved on from the He Man He Man thing. Um but I'm sure I'm sure he'll like come back to it. They were talking about the Emmys and whatnot. That was a thing, I guess. Did you guys see that? Like Netflix took home some big awards for once. I did I, see that. There was I seen an art you shared an article in the in Facebook.com oh, slash yes. group slash Grolix podcast. And <laughs> <laughs> the headline pointed out specifically WandaVision getting snubbed. But at the same time, like if you read the article, I mean, it didn't really, it right. publicly maybe got snubbed, but like it won a bunch of technical awards. They just don't air the technical awards. Oh, they got awards for, okay. What was, what? They just right. didn't get the big awards. They thing. didn't get yeah. the ones that were right. aired publicly. So they were gotcha. snubbed. Oh, but, I didn't realize that. And that's not to say there weren't good, like, um, you know, the, the two leads, Wanda and Vision, mm-hmm. the, the, or their real names, Paul Bettany and... Wanda. <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth <laughs> Olsen. <laughs> totally slipped my mind. Uh, they were good, and they did actually have emotional beats to hit. But like overall, I'm like, WandaVision never. It didn't strike me as the kind of show that was like angling for a best for an actor Emmy, yeah. Emmy or yeah. anything. So they had moments, but like not overall. Not <laughs> nothing on par with The Crown, man. Yeah, like sorry. <laughs> and I do love the crown, but I mean, like, what what kind of bummed me out? And and Ted Lasso deserved it, but it was like, man, Cobra Kai, this was supposed to be their year. Give mm-hmm. them an award, yeah. But then Ted Lasso comes in with its brilliant comedy. What is it? I've never even heard of this. Ted Lasso. It's supposed to be this really great comedy, like uh, it's excellent storytelling and whatnot. But it's on a streaming service I don't have. I think it's like on Apple TV. Or something oh. like that, and so oh. I haven't I haven't seen it, but like everybody raves about it. So mm-hmm. J- Jasper says Bettany was the best pick for Jarvis slash Vision. No, he really was. He's, he's great. great. He kind of elevates. He's he's. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, that's kind of the whole thing with a lot of the Marvel movies. They they great casts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it started with getting Robert Downey Jr., who, you know, at this point is now uh, again a super celebrity, but. Bettany is the kind of casting where it's like, oh, he kind of feels like he elevates it. He oh, yeah. feels like he should be above it, but he's not. He's doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, he was just a disembodied voice for how many years? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, 
Now he's the longest uh, tenured person in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because he's been here since since Interesting. Iron Man 1. You know, I mean, like, he's right. been around. Mm-hmm. Not on screen, but he's been around since the beginning. Do you think it seems like he elevates it because he actually gets to use an accent that isn't uh, American? He doesn't have to play American, even though he's not like <laughs> almost everyone else in superhero movies. Right. right. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but Benedict Cumberbatch, you're going to slum it. <laughs> you pretend you're a Yank. <laughs> that reminds me. And, and uh, have you have you watched any more of uh, What If episodes, Jesse, since we last talked? Uh, I watched the zombie one. Okay. But that's, yeah. So I, I got caught up caught up and then uh it moved on without me <laughs> okay well there's just one or two like i know the killmonger one just came out or whatever well mm-hmm. it's it comes out on what wednesdays i feel mm-hmm. like if it comes out on wednesdays we have not watched the most recent one but we did watch the killmonger one okay so there's two so there's out two now. there's two yeah no i'm two behind then um the Killmonger one, I wanted to... Okay, well, I was going to ask you, but and I know other people have already talked about this. I've seen articles about it like weeks ago, but it's one of the more notable recasting is uh, Tony Stark. Oh, um, yeah. And he was, in, he was in... I mean, he was in the zombie one, but not really as voice. He was in a, another one a little bit. He's in the, the Killmonger one a lot. Um, he's mm-hmm. one of the main characters in that episode. And it's, it's so not... Robert Downey. Oh yeah. But is kind of a guy doing Robert Downey voice a little bit. Doing a cadence of Robert Downey. And it's not bad, but it's weird. Sure. And it, it Uncanny kind Valley of, with yeah. the with the face looking as much like him as it does. It's it's kind of like illustrates how I mean, I guess I don't know about lucky, but you know, I'm sure it costs a lot of money to get as many of the people from the movies back into the voice actor voice roles as mm-hmm. it did as they have. But it hi- highlights like what a good, um, I guess, uh, decision it was to try to get as many people back as possible because you can't help but feel like, I mean, sh- okay, it's supposed to be Tony Stark, but he's kind of like Dollar Tree Tony Stark, right? right, right. He's kind of like, it's not quite really proper Tony was, Stark. Was Steve Evans uh, in the first one? Or was no, it like a, I, I that was a voice actor, and then I think uh, the guy who played Hank Pym that wasn't Michael Douglas. No, yeah. I, so, I but those so. those weren't as jarring though either, right? For whatever right. reason, just like Robert Downey Jr. has such a specific cadence and a specific thing to his voice that, like, his voice is the character, really. Yeah, and and he's kind of the whole cinematic universe was launched off of him in that as that character right uh, so he was kind of like he had to almost for a long time he had to be in like every movie even just a little bit really or at least it seemed like they felt he needed to be right mm-hmm. um like spider-man wasn't going to be good enough on its own right, right. <laughs> to cook mm-hmm. cook in tony stark yeah which is an interesting choice and make him like integral to like Spider-Man's it's like the first in this big uh, cinematic blockbuster superhero movie, really, since like Batman, right? I don't think we really needed Robert Downey Downey Jr. because we had Samuel L. Jackson in all the movies, and that was fine for me. Well, I agree, but he hasn't been the lead of any of really, no. arguably co-lead. Like he's a, 
strong co co uh, supporting role in um Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. yeah. But mm. but that's not what we're talking about, is it? No. What are, wait, what are we talking about? Uh well, first let's run through a few I guess we are. We're just talking about <laughs> things we've watched. Yeah. Okay. Um, or not watched in my case. Well, I want to mention, yeah, let's let's jump into because it's maybe the most recent thing that Melanie and I have watched, but we haven't watched all of. So we only watched the first episode, but Why the Last Man is out on Hulu. Mm -hmm. And they dropped like four episodes, and we only had time to watch one, the first episode last week. And I vaguely, vaguely recall reading the first volume, I think it was, for the Grolix mm -hmm. podcast years ago at this point. Um, so there were little details I remembered, but not a whole lot. Melanie, though, read the entire series. And I know, mm -hmm. Melanie, you're a huge, you were a huge I, fan of it. I was. I, I actually think I read it twice because I read it all the way through. And then when, when you guys read it, I read it, I believe, all the way through again. Um, what did you think of the first episode? I kind of wish we had watched more just to get more of your thoughts. Right. It, well, it's, it's hard to make a, term, a determination on yeah. just that episode because it's it's really it's just the very beginning. You get introduced to a few of the characters and you get the gist of what's going on, but you don't really get into it. And part of what makes why the last man great. And I don't know if they are going to do great yet is the interactions between the people, you know? Um, right. uh, and that's why about most of the stuff that I like, I like because they have good characters and, um, and they do interest, interesting things and they have great dialogue. Um, I was, there were some things that I didn't care for about this, but it wasn't anything big. It was just like little stuff that did, doesn't really matter. Um, but I don't think I didn't think they were funny enough because it, it's very humorous. I didn't think they had a whole lot of funny. It was, you know, a, a big, big uh, drama setup, and yeah. it needs that. But but they could add it a little bit more of the funny in there, I think. Yeah, there was very little funny. I would agree. It was very it feels. And I think this is maybe a pro for it versus a con. Mm -hmm. This is a pro for attracting viewers. Potentially, it just it felt like an ensemble drama series mm -hmm. with a decent budget, which is, you know, it was seemed well made. Um, but yeah, there wasn't a lot of that kind of, mm -hmm. yeah, it's missing a little bit of that so far. No, yeah. I had heard that they updated a little bit of the, of the virus or whatever it is. Like they, um, they talk about the fact that, um, you know, like females can have the Y, was it the Y chromosome that it's attacking? Is that what, the deal is females don't have a Y chromosome. We have two X's. <clears throat> right. But like, uh, people can be born with that. So it's like taking out anybody that has the Y chromosome. And then uh -huh. like the, the idea of the, uh, presenting as a male, but looking no mm -hmm. the opposite. Okay. Uh, presenting as a mm -hmm. female, has... but having the Y chromosome or something like that. It didn't really get into that, yeah, we at least since the first episode, okay. although it did, you know, there was like a part where they were in like, I'm assuming like a war or maybe not a war room, but um, like a, a meeting room for politicians. And there were like generals and whatnot. And and um, there came a point where all that was in there was women. Um, and some of them were very masculine women uh, in, in, you know, like um, military uniforms and whatnot. Um, but I don't think it would have you would question whether or not they were, you know, gotcha. um, but, but it might be, it'll come up later. 
I will say, yeah, yeah, they, there's, you get a little bit of like after, I think it starts maybe like after, like, you know, you see what's his name um, mm-hmm. in like Apocalypse World, right? That's kind of, right. it opens there because it's got to show you a bit of this. Mm-hmm. Um, him with his monkey. Yeah. It's interesting that he has monkey, huh? Um, yeah, York. And then we go to like before. Three, yeah, it's like three weeks earlier. Oh, yeah. Um, so then it kind of introduces a bunch of the characters, but it does go up through to like the outbreak starts happening and it does that well. And that's specifically like the scene Melanie mentioned where, um, because it, it is like a room full of people, you know, it's like senators and I think the president and stuff like that. Yeah. Just kind of how crazy it would be if you just took like one sex, they're all just going to suddenly violently vomit blood and die and leave the other sex standing there. Like how weird and kind of a horrific that concept is mm-hmm. um, seeing it play out in a, like a live action thing. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's pretty interesting. It sells that idea pretty mm-hmm. well. Um, no, I, I like that it, they haven't necessarily gotten into it, but that's another one of the things that really appeals to me about this, the book in general, because it's not just that, you know, one of the whole sex is gone. It's the sex that in general and for most of the world is kind of the ruling sex. Right. So it's all the patriarchy. These, yeah. All these positions that make decisions that are in control of their things are gone and nobody knows what to do, you know? Yeah. So that's a big part of it, too, I think. But yeah. One other thing that I'm like slightly worried about, and m- mostly because of Randy, but I've read, like I said, I've read it twice, so I know the characters. It didn't seem like you knew who the characters were and how they were related to each other, even no. though it, like, it did slightly mention them a couple times. Um, so I don't know if people are going to be able to follow, you know, who's who and and the connections and whatnot. Well, with one case it was i didn't recognize a person from an earlier scene but they were in a different setting in different clothes and sometimes i have sometimes once in a while that tricks me <laughs> so <laughs> uh it was a female character and she i don't she just i don't know she looked i'm just no i'm just for reference as I to know, like I know. Who, who it was it was a female character and she just has a very like she's she's a very attractive looking person but like also very like standard look if that makes sense. Yeah. So I didn't realize it was a not the same. I, I thought it was a different person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but then the other thing was just like information that I didn't know, but the series did end up giving, giving to me like a uh, Yurik, um, knowing he was the son of, you know, whatever character that we're seeing in other scenes. Eventually mm-hmm. they outright say it. And I was like, Oh, I didn't realize that was the case. Um, but you had that information from the comic and I didn't remember that from the comic. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's okay. Okay. Yeah. And we'll, we'll find out. We'll watch more. <laughs> I'm not racist or sexist. Everyone just looks the same all the time. <laughs> right. Everyone. People are way too common. <laughs> it's true. It is. Her no, hair like, was drastically different. Okay. Hair I, is a big thing. I am. Yeah. I am a, a very white girl. But I used to drive a, a school bus full of little white girls, and they all looked like the same little blonde white girl to me. So it, <laughs> oh. it, it's, it's, it doesn't yeah. have anything to do with. <laughs> it's a real thing. It was like, wait, no, you're not that one. Sorry. <laughs> you're not that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. Are you supposed to be on this bus? Oh, wait, yes. Yes, you are. Your bus pass says so. Yeah. And you don't let them cut their hair or change something. And I'm like, wait, who are you? 
<sighs> I, I remember once when I was very young watching, I think, uh, Terminator. And mm-hmm. at a certain point, Arnold like gets his eyebrows burnt off or whatever. And I'm like, is that the same guy? Because <laughs> <laughs> you take away that just a little feature, it makes a yeah. huge difference. Oh, and I'm just got like, huge, you're a different person yeah. now, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Arnie has prominent eyebrows. So, yeah. Do you want to trick me? Shave your eyebrows. <laughs> Seems fact, like a w- weird reason to like shave your eyebrows. Like, well, I needed to. I needed to fool Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to do it. <laughs> you like run into my apartment, steal something, run out, shave your eyebrows, and walk back Who in. Who was like, that? Where'd that other person Why? go? Why did they do that? By the way, you look weird. Something about you, I can't figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I, we'll watch more of the show, and I'm sure we'll have more to say later. Uh, let's let's jump over to Jesse. What's something you watched? So, I just thought I'd watch, like, some weird stuff on HBO Max, apparently. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I think it was under, like, you might like this. You know, like, it was recommending mm-hmm. me things. And uh, Kung Fu was on there. I was like, wait a minute. What is this? And I think I, think I vaguely knew that they were rebooting the Kung Fu series with David Carradine. And I was like, all, all right, maybe I'll, maybe I'll check this out. And I was reading the synopsis and the synopsis Whoa. looks fine. Right. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, then I start watching this thing and it, it, uh, it feels like a CW show and come to find out, Oh yeah, it was a CW show. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like, uh, like gossip girl or something like that. Uh, but with a kung fu storyline just like pegged on there so like that that basic uh premise of the original kung fu which is like so Kwai Chang Kane was he trained in a Shaolin monastery or whatever right and then but then something happens and he has to come back to America to find his son that kind of thing none of that chinese girl goes over to uh to china and trains in a Shaolin monastery to get out of an arranged marriage and a lifestyle that her mom was deciding for her join this monastery to become like a kung fu you know practitioner and then uh comes has to come back because of things that happened over there and but then like the 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 majority of the story is basically just her being uh a chinese american woman and dealing with her family issues like that's the majority of it, but then there's also B plot of I have to find this mystical kung fu sword. Weird. Couldn't she just like go to college or rebel or something? Why you got to learn kung fu? That's but I mean it's you know makes makes it's for a TV show. Kind of kind of jarring. It's kind of weird. It's a strange B plot. It's like uh, it's like if the craft with the you know like way back in the day, mm-hmm. if the craft were more about their relationships than about magic. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, and I did a spell. Right. right. <laughs> it's more like that, you know, like at least with the craft, it was kind of like cohesively happening at the same time. Like, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. I'm dating this guy and it's really weird. Oh, also apocalyptic magic is happening. Not like really, really, really family, family, family. Oh, there's a spell over here in case. Yeah. We yeah. That's lame. Then mm-hmm. you should change the title to, but I only watched the pilot, Oh, okay. so like the pilot is kind of all over the place and it has to give you a certain flavor 
of of what the family dynamic is, because I'm sure it's important. Maybe that becomes less and the Kung Fu becomes more. But in this first one, it was more like this, where it's like, yeah, there's Kung Fu, I swear. (laughs) Yeah, but that's characteristic of the CW, too, though, because like um, Arrow and uh, Archer, they both like made up drama like between you know my my sister said this and my girlfriend said that and my her dad said this you know uh, stupid stuff that really has nothing to do with anything you want to watch but they were like lean on that so heavy yeah Arrow, rather than making you know an, a good um action you know show or whatever. arrow and the flash i think is what you meant um okay yeah you said archer which is Oops. a, a <laughs> different oh, yeah. thing yeah 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 uh but yeah i think i feel like Arrow, a little bit more. So, I mean, The Flash, yes, for sure. But, and I have, it's, I've fallen out of that show, all those shows for years now. Yeah. I I think Arrow's over now, right? Um, Yes. Yep. But I feel like Arrow more so because The Flash would have that stuff going on and it didn't tie it in very well, but they still almost always had like Monster of the Week type or Villain of the Week structure. Um, But yeah, I agree. I had, I had, debated watching this kung fu because i seen it but and paul had said we talked about it in january so it's likely we, that we brought it up it was probably a news bullet and we were like oh, okay i think well, i retain whatever. any of that i right. don't retain any of it um that's how i could do like tech and movie news uh right <laughs> exactly 12 13 years removed <laughs> like hey there's a new wait why are they saying it's gonna be on dvd are they still promoting dvds they still sell them though so i think i vaguely remembered talking about it and i was like oh that's right i think we did like mention this or something uh yeah i think that we said it was going to happen but right uh yeah and if you know especially news like that a lot of times that doesn't always pan out um just because that's Mm -hmm. how the entertainment industry works but yeah i was looking at this on hbo max and i was like kung fu man that show both both of that shows they those are classics right um well both of, okay maybe the legend continues is not so classic <laughs> not right? so classic but that's actually what introduced me or reintroduced me like i i knew of kung fu but never right. really watched it and then i saw kung fu the legend continues i was like this is awesome and then i went back and was like oh this is better actually yeah and i watched the movie with brandon lee uh and david carradine so but so I was curious about this and I looked, I was like, eh, and then I looked online and I lo- was looking into it and just like, then I seen, oh, oh, it was a CW show. And I yeah. seen some stills and I was like, no, I know what that is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I need that. It's a little disappointing to hear that it seems like it leaned so much heavier into the CW tone than Kung Fu. Yeah. Well, and even the Kung Fu part of it is so CW kind of over the top where it's like, like the original Kung Fu wasn't like m- mystical. I mean, um, I suppose there was a little bit of that, but not like to this degree where it's like I couldn't hold the sword because I didn't have enough power or I wasn't its rightful holder. And so it burned oh. me. And so now I have a mark on my hand from where I held the sword. So it's like oh, really? really leaning into this mysticism, like almost to the point where I was like, is this racist? <laughs> like, is that is that too much? The I one where they didn't going kick on. out the Chinese guy that actually created the show, with right, the white right. guy in the role. Yeah, is it was less a, racist? Yeah, I the one don't from know. The 60s? Yeah, yeah, the I know. It's like, wait a minute. 
did they just make this show racist too? <laughs> you know, yeah, you fix one 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 element, you gotta you gotta kind of there is a balance. You gotta right. maintain a racist balance, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's Hollywood's rule, not mine. I'm not even yeah, in right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all uh, the family stuff felt so much more real and grounded. And then, then you had this weird, this weird kung fu mysticism. It's like mm. they, yeah, that's that is. Tell, tell me about Kun Lun, uh, Danny Rand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is that is them being afraid to like go full kung fu to like actually just do like a, a not street level but down to earth kung fu mm-hmm. take. Like, oh, it's, kids are going to be bored. We need some magic, some fantasy right. elements. That kind of sucks. Uh, yeah. Paul, Paul also said, oh, yeah, I also watched Malignant on HBO Max. I have not watched that yet, but I will. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about it. Yep. Sorry. I didn't mean to. I just want to throw that comment out there. Mm-hmm. M- Malignant. The, I know he's a big like horror guy, and uh, he's responsible for kind of a, a current crop of super... Um, profitable horror movies. I do not like the director of Malignant. Uh, it's the Saw guy who did the first Saw. And I know he's, you know, I'm not a super fan of a lot of his movies, though, even though he is a horror guy. But <laughs> I seen that and I was like, what is this? And I hopped on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I usually take that with a grain of salt. And it's reviewed moderately. But if you read every review, rather, regardless, they reviewed it rather the excuse me regardless they gave it a good score or a bad score every review is the same it's a bad movie it's a mess and then the end happens and it's amazing and it's ridiculous <laughs> and it redeems everything the people who gave it fresh tomatoes and rotten tomatoes all said that same thing i'm like i got to watch that what is yeah. that yeah so i'm curious about it mm-hmm. that- you're muted jesse <laughs> went and totally redeemed yourself <laughs> right right that reminds uh, me real quick i wanted to hit one news thing because i didn't actually have a news story associated with it but i know it's a thing midnight mass speaking of talk about horror directors that are known for horror but they're awesome uh mike flanagan yeah. new series on netflix it's out tonight or tomorrow it's out tomorrow so like this morning it or this coming morning at like 2 p.m. 2 a.m. it'll drop. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited hope, for it. Me too. I hope it's good. Uh, the trailer that I, we saw looked too Stephen Kingy for me, but he's done really good with everything he's touched so far. So I'm hoping he continues his uh, his streak. Yeah, I've been hyped about it since I watched it because all the series he's done for Netflix have been great. Hey, Savannah, what's going on? That's okay. You're here. Um, all the series he's done for Netflix are great. Uh, he makes good horror movies. And uh, this apparently is a, a series, a story that he's had with him for a long time that he's been trying to get made, whatever. So mm-hmm. he's, it's a personal story. So, you know, I, you know, I guess that could maybe be red flagged. But um, it sounds cool. The trailer is not, it, it is not a wow you trailer. Mm-hmm. I was not wowed by the trailer, but it doesn't matter. I'm, pumped to watch this show so um paul says it's an homage to italian style horror if you like over the top italian spaghetti horror this ramps it up times so, 1000 intentionally oh malignant okay interesting. Oh, okay okay sorry yeah no that's fine mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, that does not sound like a Mike Flanagan's deal. If he went like that, uh, mm-hmm. that, okay, I'd be down for that too, but that'd be interesting. Mike Flanagan, listen, he made a prequel to Ouija, and it was good. Yeah. <laughs> that movie, the Ouija movie, is a horrible, terrible movie, and he made a prequel to it and actually made it kind of good. So that's talent. Mm-hmm. And he did a sequel to The the Shining, and it doesn't suck, so... I, I really like it. I know not everybody does, but I really liked it. Um, okay, I'm going to jump back over to what we're... I feel like what we've been watching, even though we haven't been watching much, is going to take the whole episode. Uh, Melanie and I watched The Green Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Green Knight is a 2020... It's a new movie. Um, I don't even know how to explain it. An epic fantasy adventure based on the timeless Arthurian legend, The Green Knight tells the story of Sir... Is it G- Gawain? Yeah, yeah, I think so. King Arthur's reckless and headstrong nephew who embarks on a daring quest to confront the eponymous Green Knight, a gigantic emerald-skinned stranger and tester of men, who also, by the way, made me wish there was a proper live-action Swamp Thing something. Mm-hmm. Speaking of James Wan, not doing things right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we watched The Green Knight. I gave it four and a half stars. I kind of love this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here, here's all you need to know. It's, you know, Arthur, it's a, it's a fantasy movie, but take The Shining, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, and The Witch that came out a few years ago, The, the Vivitch, put them together and make it an adventure movie, some, a fantasy movie somehow. That's this movie. Mm-hmm. It's, and that was the trailer had intrigued me so much because it had that, it, the trailer is appropriate. Uh, at least the one I seen a while ago. If you're curious as to like the tone of it, watch the trailer. That is the tone of the movie. Everything's uh, foggy and mm-hmm. moist and muddy. And it just uh-huh. looks miserable all the time. The tone feels like, uh, a weird seventies horror movie playing on TV during the day while you're stuck at home sick. That's the tone. <laughs> mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's a fox thing that follows him around and might eventually talk. Maybe there's giants. What does the fox say? I I don't remember, but he says <laughs> things. Um, the, the, is that Excalibur, the sword? I think it is. Like, mm-hmm. So it's a fantasy movie, but it's handled like uh, an a- a- atmospheric Oh, hey, Randall Andrews, what's going on? Um, the Green Knight is what I was talking about. Let me, I meant to pull up my screen just so people could see. Hey, it. I bet it has a great soundtrack, and you could find out more about soundtracks on Randy Andrews' podcast, Soundtrack Alley. Right, right. Um, what is, the soundtrack is interesting. It's, it's atmospheric. There's a lot of, like, moody a choir like a female choir sounds mm-hmm. with occasional weird low uh synth it, yeah i'm telling you it's a 70s horror movie dressed up as a adventure movie <laughs> or a fantasy movie um it's and you, yeah you feel like the whole time like you're scared but you're so unsure of what's happening that you don't really know why you're scared but you are. That's it's on e. It's it's unnerving. It has a constant yeah. sense of unease 
right mm-hmm. up till the end, from the beginning to the end. And it feels like you at no point know where it's going. But at the same time, there's a couple times when it tries to pull a thing where you're like, wait, no, no. And when you get to where it's going, you're like, oh, well, okay, I kind of seen that. But it, like, I didn't ever really know for sure. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because it does take the like traditional like hero's journey character arc at a certain point towards the beginning of this. I was like, oh, okay. He's off on an adventure. He's a hero's journey. I know. Okay. I know what the deal is now. And while I wasn't wrong, the movie handles it in a much more interesting and realistic way. And at mm-hmm. times almost meta way to where at one point he's actually having a conversation with a character and he's like, so uh, you're headed to do this thing, you know, and it might be, it's most likely certain death. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, but once I get there, you know, I'll be a hero. He's like, oh, you just got to go do this one thing and then you'll be a, a, a hero. You'll be lauded across the land and you'll be like a whole new person. He's like, yeah. He's like, just this one thing. And he's like, yeah, well, that's, that's amazing. I wish I could just go do one thing and it completely changes who I am. I hope we don't miss who you were or something like that. Just calling out the idea of like just this one act completely changes him as a character, which is kind of how a lot of stories handle this thing, especially when it comes to like the whole not scoundrel, but kind of like, you know, he's, he's, he's like a bar fly kind of a lounge about that whole, like from that to hero. Mm -hmm. It's usually so kind of flimsy. And this handles it so much more kind of realistically, mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting. Yeah. It is. It's it's really good. Yeah. I'm glad I picked it. You did pick it. I know. Well, I was, you, you said black or green because it was either Black Widow or Green Knight. And I'm like, green. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. That, was, that was our choices that night. And that's kind of uh, like this was the other movie that was coming out, you know, at that time, too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was like, whoa, what about this? This looks interesting. You know, this isn't the blockbusters that we're getting. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, let's see. Do they have any images of the effects when there's, I mean, I was going to ask, sure is it pan labyrinth style? Because it gives that trailer gives you a pan's labyrinth kind of vibe. I'd say a little bit in that it's definitely leans into like a horror fantasy feel. Although technically, I mean, I guess it does. It, it feels like a horror movie, but it, at no point seems like it's trying to be a horror movie. It's mm-hmm. just like, that's the atmosphere it has. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even like the, the scary character, I suppose in, in the whole thing, he doesn't really seem all that menacing at all. You know, he's kind of got charisma. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't see him very often, the green knight, but like when you do, you're like, I like that guy. <laughs> and mm-hmm. he's the scary character. Uh, he's probably more charismatic than everyone else. Um, <laughs> it, it's hard to, it doesn't, it, it does have fantasy elements, like I said, but it's the fantasy elements aren't presented like Pan's Labyrinth, where Pan's Labyrinth is like dark fantasy and it leans into the fantasy. This, for the most part, looks real. I mean, it looks realistic and grounded and it's, it's stylized, but not like, not like a Guillermo del Toro or like, uh, Edward Scissorhands like super stylized way sure um, it looks a little bit more grounded to the point to where uh, this is a slight spoiler just because I didn't know it was in there but it's probably in the trailers he does come across giants and they don't they just look like huge people and that makes it 
so creepy and that scene is the weirdest creepiest scene and it even does the thing where like the camera like this big like pan uh what is i guess it they probably shot it on a drone flying forward shot flips over and it's just like yeah no i get it i feel like the world is upside down at this point everything is weird and he just uh seen a bunch of howling giants walking around uh they kind of have i don't know it almost like attack on titan like creepiness but then once you get a better look you're like no they just kind of look like people and that makes it weird because they don't have the like appropriate giant proportions anyway okay it's good you should watch it if, if you like that kind of stuff so the green knight gets a green light mm-hmm. four and a half i can't remember why not five probably just because it's because it's not pulp fiction <laughs> right it's not it's not pulp fiction if you're expect if you're going into it expecting pulp fiction don't wrong mm-hmm. you're wrong I, I know why it's because it's dirty that's why it does it feels it feels wet it does wet every moist. scene you feel moist yes mm-hmm. yes Ugh. and and muddy it just feels wet mm-hmm. and muddy <laughs> and there's a lot of times where they're like roaming around or where he's like going through the countryside and uh somebody's messaging me okay and he's going through the countryside and there's like ruins of castles and melanie's like why why are those castles ruined like what happened to those i'm like those are that's 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 production value they probably they just got those old castles laid around all over over wherever they shot this so they're just like yeah put it in the background that's something we don't Mm -hmm. have to build yeah (laughs) walk by that a few times Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep um yeah it does have some I, I can't get into it. I'll stop. Hey Jesse, let's ping pong over to you. Oh, all right, all right. Uh I in my little binge of HBO Max shows, uh I decided to check out uh an anime. I haven't watched an anime, first of all, in a long in a long time. Like I can't even tell you what the last one I watched was. Maybe probably Attack on Titan. I tried tried to watch some of that and maybe right. gave it an episode or two uh, and enjoyed it. Just didn't hook me enough for me to keep going kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And no. this is probably similar. I don't know. Uh, but it's called Berserk. And it was recommended to me by someone on my TikToks. And uh, and I was like, oh, I'll try your crazy Berserk. And uh, it's it's crazy. It's like uh, <laughs> it's it's like set in more of a like a British Isle, English medieval times kind of thing. Like it starts mm-hmm. in a, you know, like a tavern type of deal. And then, um, but it's got things like fairies and uh, like demon spirits and whatnot. And then uh, like, it's, it's very obviously anime, you know, like even the, even the characters have kind of an, uh, like an Asian look to them and whatnot but then then it kicks into this bizarre heavy metal riffs like whenever the action gets going it's like i don't know i mean like it's it's kind of incredible and also like perplexing because it's like all these disparate elements thrown together and you'd think like no this doesn't make any sense how could this possibly work but he is like he is like a very heavy metal kind of like I don't know if he's half demon or or a fallen angel or or what they they like make it kind of vague in the first episode. But he's got this mark, and this mark just attracts the demons. I'll, you'll never be safe around me, and if you you come around me and you get 
killed, it's not really my problem because mm-hmm. the world is hard or something like that. And but then like, oh, metal riff, kill everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of stuff. I was like, I don't know. It was cool. Uh, it was di- definitely action packed and dynamic. It was intriguing. Um, I don't know. I would, but I'm I'm intrigued enough to maybe give it another episode. I don't know. It's it's interesting, and I don't know if that's if this is the case with with that uh, this show specifically. But it makes me think of some of the Netflix like anime productions where you can tell that they're definitely joint. Uh, country productions to where like oh, yeah right. it looks like anime it's got the production style it's got some of the anime elements but then like on the story side there's definitely some western conventions in there that you don't yeah. you, you don't usually see in anime and it's so weird it's it's not it's not bad and it's not to say anime i you know they've borrowed from western conventions a lot but it's strange it's strange to see that mishmash um mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's the case with this show but that's what it made me think when you're describing it just now, I mean, like they're in chariots and they have like buckboard, um, you know, covered wagon kind of stuff. And I was like, what is going on with this? And yet he's like, got, he slouched down and he's like, don't talk to me. <laughs> don't talk mm-hmm. to me. I'm going to, I'm going to sleep and then I'm going to have a dream and then I'm going to stab this thing on my head. It's an incubi. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're attracted to the Markai bear. Mm-hmm. It, it, it sounds similar to other animes that I've watched before, but even though they were action they didn't necessarily go heavy metal, though. Like, this go, just leans into it and just goes full heavy metal riffs. And there's, like, his name is, like, Guts or something. <laughs> it's, it's it's like the most ridiculous anime name. And then there's literally a song that's like, Blood and Guts. Blood and Guts. So it was like, what's happening? Keep going. I don't know. I thought you were going to say, you got to, you got to, you got to have guts. You got to have guts. The crag. Okay. <laughs> the aggro crag? <laughs> yes. What a, what a 90s show that was. Right? The aggro crag. <laughs> oh. That's a great name, honestly. I mean, like, really... you, you don't forget a name like the aggro crag. Sorry, I didn't mean to segue into Nickelodeon movies. <laughs> Salute your shorts. Um I was actually just talking about David Denham with somebody earlier today. Yep, Nickelodeon, they're weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. Flipping gnomes. All the time. I don't remember what YouTube channel it was. I was watching it. The, this guy's popped up. A, the actor who played the Artie, played Artie, the strongest man in the world, and Pete, Pete, and... Wait, was it Pete and Pete? Pete, Pete, and Pete? There's only two Petes. Yeah. Why was I thinking there's three Petes? So you could repeat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh... But he's he's you know very active actor and he's in lots of modern things and I don't know what channels they are but I love whatever YouTube channels I watch on the regular because recently he's popped up in two or three different videos where somebody referenced him and they always reference him as the strongest man in the world and I love it and every time I'm like yes Pete Pete was the greatest oh man Savannah spill your guts Eureka's Eureka's castle ah real monsters. Sorry, it doesn't matter. I was just gonna say, um, coward, the 
or Courage the Cowardly Dog, that one? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did, did you know that's based on like a real thing? There's a place in New Mexico, uh, and there's a, a couple that live down this farmhouse that is the farmhouse in the in the cartoon um and when they were complaining about paranormal stuff happening and then one day people went out to check on them and they were gone and the dog was the only one left there and he was all freaked out <laughs> that's what the cartoon is so dark on. yep yeah <laughs> savannah says pete's first steps were on the ceiling that's the kind of show that was um that's yeah, melanie melanie laughs at my sense of humor sometimes she laughs at the things I laugh at, but not at the things I laugh at. She laughs I laugh at, at your, me. I laugh at your enjoyment oh, of the, sure. like how much you really enjoy the things that you think are funny. That that makes me laugh. And I feel like some of the more oddball things are, it's definitely kind of that Pete and Pete sensibility of like, why is it funny? I don't, it's, it's not, it's just weird. It's just absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete and Pete, I felt like always kind of did that right. Uh, other things try too hard. Mm-hmm. Paul says he's been binging All Real Monsters on Paramount+. Plus. Savannah also gives a nod to salute your shorts. Hey, it had the red-headed kid from Terminator 2. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering what happened to him in Terminator 2. Well, he went to camp. <laughs> Actually, I, I feel like that was after, but I, I don't know. Um, oh, Hey Dude. Yeah, okay, I remember Hey Dude. Wait, was he in Hey Dude or was he in Salute Your Shorts? Doesn't matter. It's irrelevant, and a large percentage of the audience that might could possibly watch this or hear this doesn't even know what we're talking about at this point. Mm-hmm. That yep. was uh, a while ago. Yep. Indeed it was. Um, okay, we're coming up on an hour. Real quick, I don't have a lot of stories, and only really one of them is super notable. And you'd say it's super... Mario, no. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I could I couldn't segue in there. You should have done the Italian horror connection for Mario. Oh, you're right. You're right. You know what's really Italian horrible? Super Mario <laughs> Brothers. Oh, this means. Oh man, this means eventually I'm gonna have a reason to watch that. Uh, the super cut or whatever. The super, yeah, the direct, the quote unquote director's the cut or Snyder the, cut of Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, that I downloaded from archive.org yes. forever ago. <laughs> oh man, uh, super. So Nintendo had their big Nintendo Direct thing, which if if I'm always like, if it's not related to Mario Maker, I don't care. I don't have a Nintendo, but it's related to Super Mario Brothers. Uh, super Mario Brothers movie. Gets release date, all star cast announced. <laughs> and at first, I was like, Are they gonna try it again? Wait, Super Mario again. Brothers All Star? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's definitely the uh, the article I pulled up specifically is from comingsoon.net. And I, um, that's, I'm sure that's where they that's what that they were referencing. Yeah. Um, you know what, though? Scared. They're scared. It's gonna be animated. Of course, it's gonna be animated. You wanna do it right? You try live action again. Let's see how that works. Do it. <laughs> yes. You want your movie to be remembered <laughs> 20 years on, and people are downloading the unreleased uh, work print <laughs> right. of it from yeah. archive.org. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you do live action, and you cast, and you put a couple of nutballs behind the camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good um, luck recasting Dennis Hopper, though. <laughs> right. Who's your Cooper? <laughs> right? Coop, Cooper. Your Cooper. Cooper. Your Cooper Trooper. Your Bowser. Cooper. I mean, Koopa. Okay, so, but it does have an all-star voice cast. I'm so, 
Chris Pratt. He's going to be really? Mario. What? what? <laughs> no. You know it's going to be good when that's the first one up. Well, who's Mario? Who else? You know, famous I just, yeah, I just see him like like standing in front of like... <laughs> In front of Koopa Troopas, just like little turtles just wandering around him. And he's just like like whispering to them like in Jurassic World. Like Jurassic World is like, no, blue, blue. We're just friends. wait. You're gonna see you're gonna see at <laughs> That's least. the connection, the dinosaur connection. He's like calling back to the first uh, the, the original one. It's like mm-hmm. no. Follow, follow me. I'm on a motorcycle now. <laughs> I be the old spice guy of Mario Brothers. I Look, guarantee I'm on a horse. A, a, at least a couple of people are putting together a rough animation version of that for YouTube already. Oh, I <laughs> hope gonna so. See, we're going to see that a couple times. I oh, think. good. <laughs> well, from what I hear, he's he's good at imitating. So maybe, yeah, maybe he will only suck a little bit. Oh God, people are people are weird it's about me. the accents anymore, though, especially like Italian. I, Italian, I'm sorry, Melanie. Mm. Italian accents, like no, people people kind of get offended about that. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Do they just say like, "Yeah, screw it," and lean into it, or what? Um, Charlie Day as Luigi. Really, Charlie what? Day? I need to see. Like from "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Yes. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> So yeah. they're so they're really they're really gonna give Luigi his day in this movie. Clearly, yeah, it's gonna have a Charlie day. Yeah. Are they just gonna like bring a bunch of people in and have them improv stuff? Because if that's what they're gonna do, it's gonna be weird. No, no, you know, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's probably gonna be some like super Disneyized like very by the numbers family animated thing. Okay, well, I'm saying, you know, it's always sunny, sunny in Philadelphia, Parks and Rec, they're, they're very, you right, know. Right, right. Well, maybe, but I, I don't know. I feel like Nintendo's probably, maybe it's been long enough, they're just like, well, we don't care. But I feel like it, there's a reason there haven't been, like, any other Mario movies since Super Mario Brothers mm-hmm. uh, in the 90s. They, Nintendo was like, never again. Never again. <laughs> what mm-hmm. is this? Mm-hmm. So I would imagine they're pretty uh they're gonna they're being pretty hardcore on like the script and stuff maybe but then again you know they confused donkey and monkey once upon a time so maybe they just are like let's just let the americans handle it well i i think that i feel like that's a name that came from us anyway i don't know that that necessarily like translated the same over there i could be wrong anna taylor joy as princess peach sure Jack Black as Bowser. So that's our I'm kind of book. I'm kind of okay with that, right? Uh Keegan Michael Key as Toad. <laughs> what? Oh. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. See, I feel like they should have swapped those two. There's your Donkey like, Kong. Like like Seth Rogen should be Toad and give Give him the better role of Donkey Kong, you know? Who's Kamek? Do I... Is he a Donkey Kong country person? I don't know this Kamek. Oh! oh Paul nails it. Paul nailed it there. They should have had Charlie Danny Day DeVito. and Danny DeVito. Right. Like, okay, Kamek is the wizard. Okay, weird. I've never viewed him as like a major character, but I guess. Um, Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek. 
Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. <laughs> what? And Sebastian Maniscalc. The one, like, looks maybe like an Italian name. <laughs> Whatever. Somebody is Spike. I'm not going to say it wrong. Uh, I'm going to make a prediction based on this casting alone. It's going to suck. Mario's traditional voice actor, Charles um, Martinet, Martinet, will also be involved and have, quote, surprise cameos in the movie, end quote. No, you make him Mario. It's mm-hmm. and yes. That's Mario. <laughs> How are you not going to have that guy? It's like having Alan Oppenheimer as Mossman and then killing him in the first episode. Spoilers. But but no, no, Chris <laughs> Pratt. Chris Pat, Pratt will be a better Mario. You know, they're all going to go there. They're going to get stoned. They're going to... Uh, <laughs> they're going to take, like, 5,000 more cuts of it than they need to because they're going to ramble. And they're, Does they're Seth gonna... Rogen even do that anymore, though? <laughs> I don't even yeah, know I think he... so. Does he? Oh, okay. But to my knowledge, I may, I may be wrong, but... He looked... He lost some weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he looked like he lost a lot of weight quickly. Mm-hmm. He was on a episode of VFX Artist Reactor or whatever it was that mm-hmm. they do on Corridor Crew most of the time now. And, uh, yeah, he looked not rough, but, yeah, a little rough. Maybe it's just age, but... Mm-hmm. He still laughs horribly. <laughs> You know what? He's older than me, I'm sure. So I'm not going to say I'm holding up better than Seth Rogen, who somebody once said I kind of look like mm-hmm. about 10 something years ago. So mm-hmm. sexy beast. <laughs> oh, yeah. When, when women hear sexy beast, they think Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Especially 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, there was a trailer out i did not share the trailer with you guys i because i just skipped over it myself the main thing is there's an i know what you did last summer amazon series coming the trailer oh. was out for it and i was <laughs> kind of curious like we were clamoring for <laughs> right also didn't realize the movie originally like that's a book from the 70s it was based on a book from the oh. 70s i didn't know really? that. Huh. didn't know it um but it looks like i mean i don't know what's in the book but this definitely looks like a modern version of the 90s slasher. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only really reason I mentioned it is because, and I know there's been a few that I haven't seen, like the Scream series, I have no interest in that. But Melanie, Melanie and I were watching the show Slasher for a while, and I actually kind of really liked the slasher genre in a series format. Mm-hmm. I feel like they, uh, with proper writing, gives them int- like time to do interesting things with characters mm-hmm. and it changes the stakes where like in the case of the show slasher yeah most characters are still unlikable like they tend to be in slasher shows but you kind of get so much more about the characters so that there's actually stakes when they inevitably get killed um mm-hmm. so the slasher thing format in a series or the slasher genre in the in a tv series format is interesting so that's why i mentioned it in the first place so mm-hmm. Otherwise, it looked very modern. So, like, very bright and shiny and new. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. there's all these young people, and I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you cast um, them? <laughs> I want to see 45-year-olds playing teenagers, darn it. Right. Tom Holland is my Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh... 
He's a teenager for real. Till he looks too old. (laughs) Yeah. He's like ridiculously old too. Like for what he's playing, he's playing a, you know, like a high schooler. Oh, I'm curious. How old is he? He's got to be like almost 30 or something. Yeah. But how old was, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio before he looked like an adult. Right. Uh, How old is he now? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. And now he just looks like a haggard teen. Um, He's Tom Holland is 25, uh, which okay. is significantly. It's not that old, but it is significantly mm-hmm. older than what he looks. Right. He still has like, you know, baby face and he's like DiCaprio. And I think this is part of it is like kind of a small frame. Like he mm-hmm. seems small. Yeah. So. <laughs> I have two angry actors on my door someday. <laughs> right. And I'll have to look down, and they'll be like, who's small now? <laughs> like, still you. <laughs> You're still short. <laughs> okay, that's a weird aside. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we still got another week. Who knows if we're streaming next week? It kind of depends on how we feel. We've all been right. uh, kind of busy, so um, maybe. But I know this, in October, uh, since... It's the best month of the year, mm-hmm. kind of. The weather sucks sometimes, but other than that, it's the best. Um, we'll be de- revisiting, in a way, our Monster of the Week series, in which we uh, previously we picked a monster every week, and we'd be like, okay, this week, Frankenstein. And then we each watch something or read something related to Frankenstein, and then we talk about it, blah, blah, blah. Well, since we ran through most of the major monsters... <laughs> Uh, decided to like loosen it up a little bit and we're going to go horror subgenres. That way we have a wide variety, but we can still like work within the same, I don't know, subgenre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I threw it to Savannah, who is our $10 a month Patreon supporter. You too can dictate what we do with the show. Yeah. Interesting way to put it by visiting. It's a w- interesting way to cat dance around the point. <laughs> yes. Enjoyed our cat dancing tier. There's perks like we'll listen to your suggestions. We're not mm-hmm. legally obligated to do them, but we'll listen to them. And in the case of Savannah, she has good suggestions. So we've been trying to follow them. Um, go to patreon.com slash podcast. If you want to help support the show, you definitely should a couple more and uh, a couple more. If we had a, you know, just a few more at the cat dancing tier, you wouldn't have to look at that ugly powered by Streamyard logo anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Creepy S duck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and her suggestion, I asked her uh, what her favorite horror sub- subgenres were. She threw out two. We're going to go with one for the first one. And I feel like it'll be one of the more fun ones. Um, comedy horror, which is definitely its own subgenre. And she pointed mm-hmm. out, she's like, specifically, she likes the comedy horror that like embrace both. That don't like, it's not just comedy with maybe some horror themes. And she right. threw out... Uh, Shaun of the Dead, and I can't remember the other one. Another one that were perfect examples of like, yeah, they're great so comedies. Like Army, of, Army of Darkness, kind of thing, where there's yeah, or is that we're not gonna? I feel like we're not gonna be too strict. Okay. Some people, some people would argue Army of Darkness is no horror at all, but I oh, think right. it is. It's 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 still in the Evil Dead trilogy. Um, maybe it kind of kind of depends on how easy you are to scare. Maybe. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm not gonna be strict on this if if. Melanie, you or Jesse, like 
if you come to the shows like I watch this, I'm like, that's not horror. Get out. So. <laughs> yeah, well, but maybe it might have to be excited. I could be like a bird came out of that bush all of a sudden, scared me. I screamed. That's I was a playing. Movie. <laughs> I was playing uh, Minecraft, and a cow <laughs> yep. fell on me. Yeah, that's like saying Minecraft is a. I mean, it's a survival uh, game, I guess. But there's uh, an Ender Dragon in it, and yep. you go to hell. The nether or whatever. Paul, are you going to say Brightburn? Paul has oh, no what's no. not. No! Example? No! No, no, Paul! But how this has worked in the past is uh, viewers, listen, I see, the, I see the view numbers right now. Uh, you, you guys know what, what this is. <laughs> You've seen it before. <laughs> but anybody who comes across this in the future, uh, oh, girls with balls. Oh, God. That doesn't work as a comedy or a horror movie. You're right, Paul. It doesn't work as a movie, I guess. That I've never watched it, but terrible. y'all hate it. That movie's bad. I haven't seen it either, but I don't want to. That was watched for the show. Paul watched. I don't remember who watched it first, but that was so bad. I was like, no, we're not talking about this on the show. Um, she also threw out psychological horror, which I really like, so we'll probably throw that in sometime, but... The first up will be comedy horror, and viewers, listeners, if you would like, you should also join us in that. Pick something, watch it, hit us up in the chat, Mm -hmm. or maybe we'll have you join us on the screen. I don't know. We'll see. Mm -hmm. But, and also it doesn't have to be a horror movie. It can be a horror show. And don't feel like don't feel like Melanie to where you have to like, well, I didn't watch the whole series. That's fine. You don't have to watch the whole series. Um, an episode, a couple episodes, or a comic book, or something. Something, mm-hmm. anything. A an audio drama. <laughs> an audio drama. That's Yeah, yeah. good call. Mm-hmm. Anything like that. May A video game is more... Listen, so long as it gives you something to talk about, and we can like compare how our things and I think, stack up. I think video games are way scarier sometimes than movies, because you're oh, yeah. in it, and you, you know, you know, a cow could fall on your head. They're, you know, what are you going to do? You're immersed. You scream. You're scared. Yeah, I heard somebody talking about that not long ago, and they were talking about, yeah, you're in it. It's more interactive. Mm-hmm. And I would argue also, there's stakes. When you yeah. die in a game, it's a pain. Mm-hmm. Some games yeah. make it worse. Like a survival game uh, where there's games with permadeath where you die, that save is fried, and you have to start from scratch. Mm-hmm. Those are high stakes, and you will be terrified <laughs> the whole time. So, yeah. <laughs> so- Sometimes you know there's a creepy puppet behind a, a, a poster. You know he's gonna jump out. You just don't know when. Mm-hmm. We That's, haven't. That happens. We haven't done gaming videos for a long time. But if you haven't checked out any of our gaming videos, hit up our YouTube and scroll back to Jesse's. Uh, <laughs> uh, what were they? Um, Bendy and the Ink Machine. Bendy and the Ink Machine videos. Those are a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Watch Jesse play through a game for like the third time and still get hit with the jump scares. Still, still get scared. And you can see it because of my hands on the mouse and I go, yeah, like the whole thing goes, whoa. And I even know it's there. Like I'm trying to creep up there. It was like, it doesn't happen until I get to about, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you try to for you try to like you try to let the viewers know it's coming and you still yeah. get scared by it. <laughs> Paul says, I love Grolic Stober. That's not bad. That's not mm-hmm. bad. It gives me warm fuzzies. You should go to a doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a, yeah. More man fuzzy. Those are hmm, All signs. Right. Hey, Melanie. 
Uh, yes, Randy. <laughs> I, can tell, I can tell right now you don't really have anything ready. Uh, anything we should be amazed about or should we just skip it? Maybe there's nothing to be amazed about. This I'm sure week. there's I'm sure there's so lots. mundane. Everything is so um, mundane. All you have to do is go to your Facebook profile. And, I, that's what I'm doing, actually. Yeah. Give me just a second. Uh, well, while you're looking that up, Jesse, you got anything exciting going on? Uh, actually, Grand Comic Con is coming up, oh. and I will actually be tabling in person at Grand Ooh. Comic Con, uh, assuming that the event still goes forward, but it looks like it is. And so I, that's like the first weekend of October, and I'll be there with a uh, super friend of the show, Axton Kaler, and I believe that Paul will also be there with Moose's uh, wood burnings. I'm sure he'll be doing podcasty stuff too. Yeah, yeah he says he so. Says he too. says so in in the chat. So you could see you could see the the regulars, the Grolics yeah, regulars you see them here. In person. It's weird. I don't recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> Except they do come see us. Mm. We're nice sometimes. So you know, we've been talking about like um, things that are warm and fuzzy. Like mm-hmm. a T-shirt. Oh yeah! And I see that there is a brand new super fall themed T-shirt. There from- is, and I will definitely show you that one, and not our most recent shirts because I wanted to bump the numbers up. So I uploaded a few this week. The fall one is the one you should look at if you mm-hmm. are, especially if you're not of an adult age. Um, where are these? Okay, yes. If you go to shirts. No, if you go to Strangers with Shirts or Strangers with T-Shirts, go to strangerswithshirts.com. That'll redirect you to our Public store. By the way, everything is on sale, up to 38% off. The website is telling me right now, limited time, won't last forever. Um, let me just go there. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> the, you should go quicker. there. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's go there. Okay, I have two really good ones for this time of year. The first one is, if you know what? If you're a weirdo and you're not particularly into Halloween, but you love fall, you love autumn, and you love pumpkins, maybe even pumpkin spice, but that's not necessary. It's not required. <laughs> get this uh, get this super pimpy pumpkin design shirt. It's got a it's got a pumpkin and it's in like a 70s stripe gradient style. Mm-hmm. You can get it in all kinds of different colors. I think it looks really nice in black. Ooh. Get female too. fit. You can get you can get hoodies. Okay? Oh, wow. You can get all of it. It's, it's, it's all the things. You can get on your um, your hay rack ride wearing mm-hmm. this bad boy in a hoodie, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll be festive and warm at the same time. Y- yep. You, you shouldn't not get on a hay rack ride without this design on a hoodie. Right. <laughs> but if you're if you're more into Halloween, it's basically oh. the same design, but it's jack-o'-lantern style. Same deal, available on all the stuff. Well, let's click on the hoodie. Hoodies are not not nearly as cheap, that's for sure. No. But that's, that's cheaper right now. Look at that. That's a discount. $35 for a hoodie? That's pretty good. How much is a huge hoodie? $36 for 5X, $1 more for... That's pretty good, actually, from small to 5XL. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Retro Draco Lantern hoodie. Get that. Strangerswithshirts.com. Hey, we're also on uh, Instagram. I... I put stuff up on Instagram a lot. I've discovered that I really enjoy Photoshopping uh, promotional material. I guess that's not something that's new, but uh, I like having a good reason to do it. And Mm -hmm. we just launched a whole bunch of other shirts on there. 
but I'm not going to show you <laughs> on Crawlers. <laughs> <laughs> this is kid-friendly. These are definitely the most kid-friendly designs we have. Mm-hmm. I feel like you should put like a like a handle on that thing and carry it around. On what? Oh, this? Yeah. yeah. It, it reminds me of the pumpkin, the old pumpkin trick-or-treat buckets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So this one uh, doesn't pale in comparison, though. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I have a couple other Halloween designs um, that are coming up. But this this design, this is most designs uh, originate with Melanie, but the horror ones definitely usually start with me. And this was just a random like, hey, this would be cool. And I threw it together in a day. I was like, that is pretty cool. So it is really um, cool. I've got a couple other. That's not to say it's not a quality design, just because it came together quick. All right. It's my favorite um, so far. Is it? Yeah. Um, I got a couple other Halloween or horror related ones coming up too. So mm-hmm. check it out. Hey, Melanie. Yeah. Other than those amazing shirts, what else should we be amazed about? You should be amazed that, you know how people are like, you are what you eat. It's not necessarily that you are what you eat. Well, actually, you kind of are because the atoms replace your atoms. But more than that, your brain is affected by what you eat because um, they uh, released a study information about how depression, bipolar disorder, and anxiety um, are all linked to a gut bacteria or well both to a gut like uh one kind of gut bacteria that causes inflammation and um also low numbers of another gut bacteria that would kind of help to even that out and reduces inflammation so you have less of the one that reduces the inflammation and more of the one that causes inflammation and it it's been known for a little while that that at least depression, if not the other two, definitely is linked to inflammation. Um, and this all makes perfect sense to me. Uh, and I've been saying, it, saying similar things for a long time. Um, so basically, we just need to eat very healthy um, and get all of our good bacterias, a variety of them, you know, all the different colors, whatever. That's how you're supposed to eat. Uh, and you'll be happier and healthier. So... Yeah, that's interesting mm-hmm. and, and kind of a bummer because it's the whole thing of like diet stuff. It's it's the whole thing of like, yeah, eat healthy, but it's considerably more expensive to eat healthy. It is considerably more without expensive. Without a doubt. And, and not just that, we live in America where everything pretty much is overprocessed. So it's yeah. really hard to even find things that are good for you <laughs> to eat here. But, you know, it's a goal. You can have a goal now. And maybe that will help make you happy until you can, you know, get the happy bacteria back. Right. You know what this also reminded me of? Hmm. Blood and guts. (laughs) (laughs) It made me think of randomly, I'm going to eat your brains to gain your knowledge. Um, Like if you, what you eat affects your brain. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you eat other people, do you, do you get their emotions? No, no, just their blood and guts. Just their blood and guts. Okay. Blood and guts. Anything else before we wrap it up? Okay. Nope. Thanks everybody for watching. Thanks everybody for listening in the future. If Randy actually gets this episode up, I've been super busy, especially on the weekends. Yeah. So the last episode, the last stream we did two weeks ago, that didn't go up on the podcast feed. And it's mainly because even my weekends, I've been, I've been seven days a week in it and I don't like it, but 
this feels like a pretty good episode. So I want to make sure to try to get this one up on the podcast feed. Mm -hmm. Um, In the future, people listening, thanks for listening is my point. If you want to hear more, go to GrawlixPodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast.com. We're on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, But I'm sorry, I don't always check that like ever because I don't generally use TikTok. Mm -hmm. That's it. I should stop pimping now. So take it easy, everybody. Have a great weekend. Fall is here. It feels like it. Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live. What's going on? Always at the end of the show. Tune in at the end of the show. We're happy to have you here. Better late than never.